0: Okay,
1: everyone, welcome. This is the special edition, Close It Now. My name is Sam Wakefield. Today, we are talking about how to host an effective virtual sales call. All the ingredients of it, what to take, what tools do you need? Do you need any special tools or not? And how effective is it in our society, especially right now with the global crisis of the coronavirus, COVID-19, as you all know. (laughs) How could you miss it? If you don't know about that, You've been living under a rock. So we're going to definitely talk about that. I know that in Austin, Texas, we've seen a a huge rise in people requesting us not to come to their house, or if we do, to take a bunch of extra precautions. And I'm sure that all of the rest, if you haven't yet, you are going to start getting those requests. Can we do this over the phone? Can we do this without you coming to my house? Because just to be honest, people are freaked out. The media has done a really good job of, there's a lot of scare tactics going on. And at the same time, there's a lot of reason and value in the social distancing. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to take a quick second and introduce our super special guest here. His name is Aaron Courtney, and I've got his bio. All right. So this guy, he is a rock star. He has been in the industry for about 15 years plus. Right now, he's the general manager. But like most of us, he started off at in installation, as a helper, has worked his way up all the way through the every level of the industry. A couple of his big accomplishments. Personally, he is a four million dollar a year salesperson with an average sell of right around eleven thousand bucks, which is pretty rock star status by anybody's terms. Currently, at this point, he is the GM sales manager, he's the service manager. GM of actually two different companies at the same time, which is definitely want to do an appointment sometime, maybe get him to tell us about what that is, because that's really unique and different. So that sounds like its own type of a uh, challenge in itself. But currently he has over 68 employees, six comfort consultants, every single one of them selling over a million dollars a year eight selling service technicians, and that supports $14 million in total sales. So that is our special guest today, Mr. Aaron Courtney. Why don't you take a second and introduce yourself? Just give a hey, my friend. So
2: I've been doing this for a long time. Worked my way up, started as an install helper, decided I didn't like ductwork or hanging duck work very much. So Decided to jump into service and the hot attics and the crawl spaces and stuff and just figured out it was a lot easier for me to sell and communicate with people. So kind of focused on what was good Been doing that for about 12 years now, doing mainly sales we're a very service oriented company, so still really involved with the service department. And to touch briefly on the two company thing. So we have struggled tremendously. I'm in the Louisville, Kentucky area, which is encompasses like the bottom part of us, Indiana and most of Kentucky. So we've got like a 150 mile radius that we service. So we've had a lot of issues with employees. So our new business model was basically going after new companies to acquire employees. With the bonus of having a little bit of a customer base, not huge companies or million-dollar sales companies, things like that. So that's kind of our new business acquisition, doing things like that. Expansion through
1: acquisition, right? The Warren
2: Buffett yeah. method. Yes, sir. That's that's the easiest way I found. So getting new employees is a challenge, and then I mean people are jumping ship for two or three dollars an hour now. And from when I started, we made ten bucks an hour as a service tech. Today, most of our service techs are making you know over $25, 30 dollars an hour. Right. Sour.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. When I started, it wasn't service tech, but just on the install crew, man, I was making eight bucks an hour. And that was a good deal at that time. If we could just make 15, we'd have no more problems, would we? Oh, that's it. That was totally the <laughs> thought. Well, cool. So uh, yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate it. And for everyone else, if you don't know who I am, if this is the first time to see me take a quick second to introduce myself as well. I've also been in the industry just over 15 years. I started off same track as a helper on the install crew, worked my way into service, ended up getting almost the same type of a plan. I realized that for things to get better, I had to get better. And I was really tired of tearing my hands up, tearing my body up in the attics and decided I hated that as well. So I went out and I found just poured myself into sales training, bought every single course or book or anything known to man. I've attended every single seminar and got my license, owned a, as a partner in a company in the uh, Texas Panhandle for about five years. And then, yeah, in the last several years, I've moved into Austin into the big, sold that company, moved into Austin, the uh, much bigger market. And I'm the lead project manager for one of the top distributors for Carrier in the Austin area, as well as, of course, host this, the Close It Now sales training. So that's a super quick nutshell. And so, yeah, so let's talk, move into the topic for today, virtual sales. And so this is kind of a conversation too. how many of you raise your hand if you've had people already that have been asking for virtual appointments or asking for your company not to come to your house. I know that's been us. Yeah, for sure. So cool. So I was talking to Aaron the other day. You know, I've been doing a lot of just kind of chatter in the Facebook group about how to have a virtual sales appointment is sort of effective, that kind of thing. And then Aaron pops in a couple days ago and says, hey, I closed three for three virtually today. And of course, I know his history and his sales record. I was like, man, it's time for us to have a real conversation about this. I'm crushing it. He's crushing it. I know some other people that are, uh, that are really doing some, a massive amount of virtual appointments and closing them. And how do we do that? What does it look like? How do we set the right expectation for the client? Because I'm a firm believer that something that has been done exactly the same for over 50 years is ripe for a revolution, for a change anyway, because technology's changed and people's expectations changed. I think let's start with that, Aaron. Let's start from the beginning. How do we set the right expectation for the homeowner when they call in asking for that or even if they don't? How do you set up that conversation with the client? So you and I were talking
2: before we started this, a lot of us have been doing this for years. I mean, it may only have been five or six a year or something like that. Myself in the summertime, it was super easy to even have an easy as a phone conversation and sell something and communicate through pictures or email or things like that with customers. So A lot of people are a little funny about coming to their house and then everybody works. So convenience is an issue for a lot of customers. So this is more convenient. Just as an example, my wife had a doctor's appointment the last week, and this is how we did it. We did it with the doctor, just like we are now, and very smooth, a little awkward face-to-face, and that's what we're trying to figure out. So beginning with customers is setting the expectation of, we offer this. So we threw up a really fast commercial. I sent it to you, just mm-hmm. kind of letting people know, hey, this is available because a lot of people don't even know how this works. I mean, people are getting really accustomed to Zoom. I'm doing Zoom with my family members just to stay in contact right now. So, you know, people are getting more accustomed to it. And to be honest, once this catches, I think it'll stay. I mean, I think this is something that will be in our industry from here on out. I think this is something people will be open to. I mean, the face-to-face is always going to be a little better to build rapport, to build the trust with. I think this is a good option. So what we do, we screen customers, We know, we assure customers on service and on sales calls. We have their health number one in our mindset. So we're basically taking our guys are coming in, in the morning. We're taking their temperatures. We're asking them questions. Are you, you know, have you had any symptoms in your house? And we're doing the same thing with the customer. So we're setting the expectation both ways. And then we're saying, okay, so here's another option we have. But things going on, we know people don't want to, you know, that six foot rule, but some people just don't want you in their house. Mm -hmm. So even on our maintenance calls and stuff, a lot of them are doing just the outdoor units and coming back and putting you on a list to do the indoor units later, the coils, things like that. So, you know, people are very open to this. We have not slowed down in service one bit. Initially, when this first came out, it did slow down, but we kind of put a plan together, started making those statements, asking customers, and our guys are working full-time hours as normal. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of
1: business as usual for us. I love it. I love it. So when somebody says, hey, you know what, that sounds really interesting I would totally be open to doing this appointment virtually, how do you prepare them ahead of time for what we're going to need and what we things that obviously they have to participate a little more than traditional if we're doing it in person? You know, when we go to a house, we can take our measurements ourselves. We can look at it all ourselves. How do you prepare them for that aspect of it?
2: So we're giving them options. You know, we're telling them that, you know, this is, you know, video calls are our easiest way face-to-face. If they're totally not comfortable with it, a phone conversation still works, but we would need some pictures of what we're looking at, things like that. They're taking pictures of model numbers, you know, even prior to the actual estimate. Sometimes, customers are saying, well, can we FaceTime? FaceTime is an easy one. Most people, you know, 80% of the population have iPhones. So iPhones, Mm -hmm. people have been doing this for years. It's super, super comfortable for them. Facebook Messenger, things like that. There's a lot of options, Snapchat. I mean, there's a lot of different options for people that they have on their phones already. So Mm -hmm. finding something they're used to using is always the first question. What do you you use FaceTime? Are you familiar with Zoom? And you go from there with it. But we're setting the expectation with them of, hey, here's here's how this goes. You know, it's going to be no different than us coming to your house. But we will need you to walk us around your house. We will need you to answer questions like normal. So, you know, we encourage the face-to-face because that helps us build our trust. You know, knowing who you're talking to is always going to be a plus. But some people are just flat, not comfortable. You know, they want to lay the phone down and just see you talk sometimes. We've ran into that a few times. Mm-hmm. Then we have people, hey, let me email you the pictures and let's discuss. Right. And then, as always, we're getting the people where let me take pictures and just mail me a price. We're still getting that, too.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, no, I've run into every single one of those as well. You know, and I can honestly tell you that I, I've sold pro- just like you, I'm sure. I've sold projects under every single one of those conditions and those circumstances. So, for everybody on the call here, what kind of we're headed with this right now is really the importance of the sales appointment doesn't change. I think a lot of, I've talked to a lot of people at this point of how they're doing this and what they're experiencing. I think what most people are running into is there's a tendency and kind of a just knee jerk habit or reaction to shortcut the process of building value and just instantly give a price. Kind of like Aaron was saying, if they email pictures and you just send them a number back, there's, there's zero value in that. Because we have to remember, price has no value, but value definitely has a price. And what do I mean by that? That means we have, as salespeople, as professional consultants, we have to build our stack of value bigger than their stack of dollars. Because remember, someone else we will never be the cheapest. And there's no point to try to be the loss leader for your area. So what do we have to do otherwise? We have to build the most value. We do that by, just like Aaron's saying, building rapport with the clients. And building rapport is not talking about golf. It's not talking about the weather. It's about being professional, being friendly, but not their friend, and, and asking the right questions. And questions are the answer to solve all of these problems. But they don't know and we don't know until we ask the right questions. So the really importance is don't skip the sales process. Just like you said, has to be the same. Okay, great. we get on the video call. Before you walk around to your furnace and your outdoor unit and all that stuff, let's just have a conversation first. And I don't know about you, but what I'm finding is, Where in the the past, people might be a little more resistant when you pull out your questionnaire and start asking questions now that it makes more sense because you're like, listen, I'm not there. So I'm going to need to ask you some really specific questions about your home and what you're experiencing. That way, I can put together a picture of how I need to build your system for you because I can't be there to do it. And are you finding that people are even a lot more open to answering those questions and being involved in the process? Definitely. And I found that the husband and wife are home now.
2: So we have divided attention a lot of times. So I think people are more comfortable in their homes too. You know, they're in control. They can show you what they want. So for us, it's been a very, we've been doing it for years on the phone and, you know, mm-hmm. some video calls we've done service, could kind of experiment last couple of years with fixing customers that can't figure out their new wifi thermostats on the phone, doing face to correct their, you know, just the setting problems and things. Mm-hmm. So we've been pretty successful with it too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, people appreciate that. It's like, OK, don't charge me a sales visit just because we figured it out on the, over the phone. And that's and how that
2: you have to go to right now. I think you have to yeah. go as a service to the community. You have to go, hey, we can probably fix this by phone, you know, mm-hmm. on our service department. You know, we're saying, hey, if it's something simple, then we know at least, hey, we need to come out now. Right. It's kind of like when right. you call the cable company or the dish network or somebody and they walk you through 10 steps and they're like, well, we can't fix it. We've got to send somebody out. And They've been doing it for years.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's nothing new. It's a decade worth of of that type of work there. So yeah, I totally agree. So perfect. Before we move into kind of the next step or next section I want to cover here, any questions from anybody? Let's make this a little bit interactive here. If you have a question, go ahead. So quick housekeeping, bottom left corner of your screen, if you're on a phone, tablet or computer is a little microphone icon. So right now there should be a red line through it that you're muted. If you want to unmute yourself and ask a question, feel free to go ahead and do that take a quick second here if anybody has questions about at this point
3: hey Aaron and Sam I got a question it's Rob yeah Rob so on the front end on scheduling it for model and serial numbers and some expectations are we sending them out maybe like a little to-do list to set up the appointment
2: definitely it wouldn't make too complicated for them because Mm -hmm. it kind of scares them off interaction with them while you're there. Take me down to the furnace. Let me help you find the numbers I need. And we record most of our numbers. So if it's our customer, we usually have the information already. So definitely take advantage if your company tracks that stuff and has the model and serial numbers in there. So you already know what you're looking at before you get there. That's definitely uh, been helpful for us. But wouldn't overload them. I think a template that you can mail them out saying, here's what they expect or something like that. Maybe before the appointment, here's some information and questions we'll be asking you would help. But I definitely would watch overloading them with, I got to do all this stuff now. You know, that's the only thing I would fear.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Well, and two, like you're saying, are there things that they could do ahead of time? Absolutely. At the same time, I'm finding it's really exciting that to see them so involved in the process in real time, because forever people have trained when you're taking measurements like, here, hold my tape measure. Can you read me what that number is? But now it's like even the next step of getting them involved in the process. So they're feeling like it's their project and not just they're not just getting you info and waiting for a number.
3: I appreciate exactly what you're saying also, because I spoke to uh, you know Sam and Aaron, of course, through uh, Facebook. I'm fairly new. I'm actually starting tomorrow. So I've been oh, congrats, on these calls and following these guys for a little bit. So this is really exciting. And uh, one of the other um, project managers or comfort advisors, we we're talking about interacting with the customer. And I bring up customer experience and the other fellow I'll be working with. And I brought up the Build-A-Bear workshop, you know, where people are involved in making a teddy bear, trying to get the customer's experience of, hey, you're going to help put this together. It's almost like the customer experience, them helping to do it. Mm -hmm. And things like you just said, Sam, to interact.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Great analogy. If you don't mind, I'm going to steal that. (laughs) Like Build-A-Bear workshop. That's great. Well, cool. All right. Anything else you want to add, Aaron, before we kind of move into the next area? No, I think having
2: pre-made templates and stuff up, like some people want to see stuff and with like Zoom, you can definitely screen, screen share like slides you have and things like that. I would practice with it at home for one. If you're not familiar with it, grab your wife, your kid, anybody and just practice with Zoom or a good time right now since you can't really go see your family is to play with Zoom. That's what we do. We get yeah. together and talk and laugh
1: and figure it out. Yeah. No, I totally agree. That That's so far. So we're kind of moving into some of the tools, I guess, would be the next part of the conversation. But yeah, I'm finding that Zoom is a great platform because it's so easy to do a screen share, especially when it comes time to have questions and stuff. But yeah, to kind of wrap up that last piece, remember, the process is the same. You know, got to set your credibility pieces in place. If they're already your customers, awesome. Depends on your company. If you're a newer company, if you're a smaller company, our company, even though we are one of the largest residential companies in Austin, we're still a newborn, basically. We're not quite 10 years old or just barely 10 years old. So most of our leads are still marketed leads, which means we've got a lot of credibility pieces to set in place at the beginning of the call. And we don't have a lot of history like Aaron was talking about. They're a much, much, much older company. So they've got a lot of that already established. So it depends on the type of company you are. Of course, they have marketed leads too. So remember, your sales process in order needs to be credibility for the company, credibility for yourself, agenda, what is this meeting going to look like? And then go into the questions, find out from them what they're, and phrase it like that. What's your experience? What are you concerned about? What are you experiencing living in your house? And let's discuss that before we look around. And people really appreciate that, that you're really concerned. You're taking the time to find out what is going on in their mind. And don't talk in terms of, tell me about the details. Tell me about the experience, just like uh, just like Rob was saying, the customer experience. Then is the time to have them walk you around the house. If ideal situation, if we're on a, a video call like this, have them walk you around. You can tell them, okay, see that right there? No, that see that that's growth, that's mold growth going on, or here's what's happening in this bedroom over here. You talk them through it, get them hands-on to the problems, and then ask, and then like the concept is the same, ask them, can you see how this is causing that problem? And once you've explained it, and when they say yes, they, great, can you see how, what we're gonna discuss when you present your solution, can you see how this is gonna be the solution to that problem? And then clarify, yes, along the way. And so that's that's kind of where we're at right now in the sales visit, but you can't shortcut any of that. Otherwise, you're just a number dropper. And those are people that get a 30% close rate, industry average, and they're down the road. You know, you might as well be writing a number on the back of your business card. So we've got to build the value. So yeah, good stuff. Let's start talking about tools. Things that we use during the virtual appointment. How do you explain things? I know everyone can see behind me right here. This is my basically right here in the corner. of. We've got a massive house full of people. So I have just set up my little mini office in the corner of my bedroom right here. And I've got my whiteboard. I've got my tripod. Tripod on Amazon is 20 bucks. I love to draw things. And when people have specific questions, I, I flip over to my phone right there on the whiteboard. You don't even have to have that. If you don't have a whiteboard, get yourself a sheet of paper and just turn your phone around and show them while you can talk while you're drawing stuff. But it's really important to have visuals along the way. If it's strictly this the entire time, just a conversation without visuals, because when you go to a house, you've got tools, you've got brochures, you've got all the things. If you start leaving those out, we we'll are start losing the value. So what other tools are you using, Aaron, to uh, go through the process? Like I said, I've got some templates built,
2: which we've had for a long time, to mainly email out things like that with differences between a 16-seer and an 18-seer, things like that. So we mm-hmm. use a lot of those on email templates. So we're pulling them up during the video screen and showing them the front page of the brochure for a 19-seer. Infinity. We do carrier here, so carrier infinity and the benefits. And then we have breakdowns kind of walking through financing and things like that. So we have different templates for all that, but people want to see the visual thing. Like you said, they get tired of looking at you and it makes them more comfortable since they can't have the brochure or Uh if you're sketched out, you can always mail them the brochures or things. But I think we have went to a lot of digital brochures in the past two or three years anyway. So for us, it's kind of business as usual with that stuff. Mm -hmm. Tool wise, though, you know, graphs, CER rating, different graphs, things like that. We're using that, and then we do a lot off of a computer program we use that already gives us a lot of the information: of the customer's house, the square footage of the home, things like that. We'll write down, you know, what's the utility bills as we're talking to them. Key points they're doing, and we'll keep that up on the screen with them to remind them, hey, you said that you know your bills were high. Once we recommend a product to you to help the solutions, always point back to the you said thing. I'm sure it's a everybody's sales training has always had that in there. You know, you said this, so kind of push it back to them to say, "Here you go." Other tools, definitely the pictures and cameras and screenshots on your phone. Even as you're talking, you can screenshot when they're showing you the equipment model and serial numbers for reference. There's digital apps that even if you have a picture of the furnace and coil, you can use that app. It'll measure it out for you. So if you need to know if it's 17 inches wide, 21 inches wide, this app convert those measurements over off the pictures.
1: Oh, sweet! That's it's an awesome.
2: app, and I can post it in the on the page later, but it's just an app that does it. Um, yeah, perfect. Yeah, if you
1: drop that link later, that would be great.
2: Yeah, and then our distributors have kind of went this route with us too. I mean, to be honest, so they're using tools now, like we use a carrier distributor cook air and they have put tools into place something called cook connect where literally as we're on that link so it's like a zoom But when we're on there, we can actually zoom in on the core. Like if they're in their basement and within eight foot, I can zoom in and read modern serial numbers off of my phone. They don't have to do anything. We can physically, you know, take her. And they used it initially as a service tool for like a field rep for the manufacturer to be with the service tech on the service call and go, Hey, I need to see what's going on. Let me see this. So that's things they, you know, we're using. And then, like I said, you know, the, the slides on here are very, you know, you can show videos, you can, Interrupt this and show them a video on a Remy Remy Halo or something like that. You know, you so you can you know you can break it down a little bit. So it's still right. a forty minute to an hour process, easy, mm-hmm. if not longer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm finding the same thing, and just kind of an important. What Aaron just mentioned, an important sales tip for all of you guys. You know, if it's live or virtual, either way, interrupting pattern interrupt is really 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 important. If things start to get in kind of a rhythm or a rut. <laughs> that's when it's the perfect time to say, oh, you know what, hang on, look at this. Let's talk about the, and just all of a sudden have a video or have a brochure or, you know, something, a graph or something to break up the monotony of just the same sales call. Um, that, that's definitely something I know I use all the time is to, uh, and this is this kind of second level sales stuff, but to change the energy if you feel that they're getting away from you with energy wise, and that's why video is so important. You can really see everyone's energy. So to use a video at, at a really well-placed moment or a brochure or a graph or something is a perfect pattern interrupt because they're like, oh, something's different. And it brings them mentally right back in and they check back in with you. That's just a super important quick sales tip there.
2: If other than that, like I said, the customers are getting used to it. And I think they like it. They'll ask you, hey, can you send me that? So mm-hmm. people are pick- text that to them or to email that to them for sure too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Something else that I've done for our team is just right here at the whiteboard, I set up and I recorded. We basically have our own way that we do system presentations to take everyone through the different levels in a way that they'll understand it by talking about benefits. And so just basically made a pre-recorded explanation. So, as a reminder, we can send this to them because we're going to go through it with them in person, but it's so much information people want to be able to refer back to it, and so we can send it that way, or that client that says, "You know what? I'm not comfortable with video. Let me text or email you these pictures when you send back of course the proposal and that kind of thing, send the video then with it uh, that way, if they haven't been able to do it in person. You can do it on the phone verbally, but you've also sent them the video. So it's going to be, of course, the same presentation, but now they can see as you're drawing things out or however you do your presentation. Take a few minutes and record one. And it's really simple to everyone. If you have an account on YouTube, you have your own channel. Load it in right there because it's easiest to send a YouTube link. Market is as unlisted. It's super simple to do. And then just send them that link because it's a great way to get that communication to them as well. This is something that not many companies are doing. Everything we're talking about today is something that, if you do this in your marketplace, there's no reason you can't dominate because we talked about what's happening. Most people are shortcutting the process. Okay, send me a couple of pictures. All right, and they'll email them back a number. When right now is the time to really dive into this because people have the time, <laughs> like Karen said they're there. They're not going anywhere. They've got the time to look on this. That's why we're seeing um, actually a rise in business right now, too, because people are home. They don't want to be quarantined at home in a hot house. They know the heat's coming, and they have the time and the ability to tackle these projects, and it makes sense for them to do it. Let's have a check-in for Q&A right now, too. Anything come to mind for anyone? Yeah. So, phrasing the introduction. What do you think is the best way to go about that?
2: I would say, I mean, again, it's just a normal conversation. Are you talking about maybe like when they call in initially or
1: as soon as we, like when he was saying starting to build value. So
2: I'm, I'm calling you saying, hello, Mr. Jones. You know,
3: I am, I'm, I'm John from precision. And then going into there.
2: Right. I would start you... as, again, don't skip what you're doing. Keep continue mm-hmm. your same presentation as before. Yeah. You know, Still ask the same questions, still build the same rapport with the customer, go over the comfort concerns, all that stuff, and, and still stay the same. Like, so I don't think that part changes. You have to adjust as you see if they're taking this as awkward. So we're looking face-to-face to each other. If that seems awkward to them, turn the camera around and show them slides. You know, show them... Units as you're talking, like I, I do a lot of these from the office, so we have displays there. So a lot of times I'll turn the camera around to go, "Hey, here's what this 19 Series Infinity unit looks like," and you still continue to talk. Just let them look at an object instead of you. I mean, that's what I found. when you see they're kind of starting to look away, I mean, you're going to learn about people and their eye contact with this for sure. A lot of people would not look you in the
1: face, even through video. They still don't mm-hmm. look you in the face. Okay, 100% agree. Anyone else? We're good. Okay, cool. Yeah, great question, John. That's really powerful. Something else that I think Aaron was really wanting to cover with us is really looking at the big picture. That's something that we've got to be, and I 100% agree, we've got to be so uh, just basically, not concerned, but acknowledge people's concern and how we do that. So I know that's something you really want to cover today as well, Aaron. I think people are scared right
2: now. You know, they're uncertain of what's going on, how long this is going to last, you know, financially, everybody's kind of, you know, a lot of your customers that had great income are now wondering and, you know, even getting unemployment's an issue at this point. So people are scared about that aspect. They're scared that you're going to give them something that somebody has to come in your house. So it's it's kind of uncertainty. So I think, we're a necessity. So that's one thing that I mean, even though yes, they live without air conditioning 50 years ago, they live without heat and it's not the way it works anymore, especially people that have these breathing problems and things like that. When it turns so we just had a little flash of 80 degrees the last couple of days. And I mean, we had service calls ringing off the hook yesterday. So people are concerned they're going to react when the weather reacts. So they're still going to be there. So your job is to say, Hey, this process is still the same. We're still here for you. So our commercials basically were, hey, we're still here. You know, we're an essential service. We're still here to serve you. Uh, We did have to change how we do business a little bit. People are scared. So you have to give them, you know, initially I wouldn't got into financing options until three quarters through a presentation. But now I'm like, hey, here's what we got. We've got zero percent interest for up to seventy-two months, which we've never had before. We've got no payments, no interest for eighteen or twenty-four months. You know, we just we added in those options to help ease people's minds with this. You know, this is a big purchase. I don't have a job anymore. I'm unemployment. I'm not working or whatever. We had a physician yesterday that was installing a system for tomorrow, and she basically said, "Look, I don't have time for any of this. Just give me some prices." You know, on break, can you shoot me some prices? And we literally done the whole thing through text. So that's how fast it went. You know, she was already our customer, of course. So she, confidence was already there. And she's like, I'm not going to be home. Nobody in my house is going to be home. Can you put it in when nobody's home? No. You know, so we, we've adapted. You know, normally that's a little weird, but hey, in today's times, we're definitely open to doing things like that. Big picture is they still need heating and air. So your job is probably one of the best out there except maybe a plumber when they start flushing all these non-flushable wipes. <laughs> but our jobs are going to be secure. It may be a little different than we were before. The peak may not be a peak. You, you don't have people looking for replacements unless they has to, have to do maybe. But there's a lot of people that this time of the year, we're kind of lucky it happened at this time of the year because there's a need for us right now. You know, People had problems last season. They know it and they're going to address them. So we still have business versus a lot of people can't go to work. So I just think for us, don't get too wrapped up into whether you believe hype or not hype or whatever. You know, it's what it is. Business is usual for us with a lot of precautions. That's kind of the way we're going to business with it.
1: Right. Quick side note too, Aaron has graciously volunteered. They had a graphic built for their organization that somebody made that is just a no contact service technician. This really cool little logo that's got like the mask on the service technician. Made a post about it in the Close It Now Facebook group if you would, and he volunteered, if you would like the actual file for that, the clear file, to uh, just find that post in the Facebook group and shoot him a message or comment below. And he said he's happy to send that over. So anybody who wants that to use on your marketing and your business on your website, whatever, he's volunteered that for us. So thank you for Aaron for that. It's really generous of you.
2: Yeah. I think you have to right now get people out there to know you're still there because people are wondering, is this place open? Is that place open? Can I still call these people? Me and my wife have those conversations every day of is this place still open? I wonder what their hours are now. I wonder what they're doing. You know, and restaurants mm-hmm. have a really good job at reacting here locally where we're at with, Hey, we deliver now. Hey, we do this. And they're getting mm-hmm. that word out. And I think we need to, too. So, like I said, we immediately jumped on, changed our TV commercials, changed the, you know, any kind of marketing, advertising we do, Facebook. And then we are actually upping our SEO game. So we're going to up our online presence because that's where everybody's at right now. They're at home. They're online. They're on their TV now. So those are the options we think are going to get more people and more people's attention. So, you know, TV and SEO are, are where we're mm-hmm. sticking our money at right now.
1: Absolutely. 100% agree. Yeah, this is, I mean, look at how the profits and the, the businesses that have soared right yeah. now. You know, all the subscription services, Netflix, all of the video streaming services, Peloton, anything that is, can be done virtually, all of those businesses are going through the freaking roof. And there's no reason that we can't do the same thing as well. If you're definitely the time to reallocate marketing budget to digital means and online and kind of thing, and like I said, TV goes, wow, it's amazing. So I'm going to jump to a question from Preston Hayden in the, uh, in the comments here real quick. Customer decides to move forward. Are you letting them know this is an estimate and a site visit is required before we do the install?
2: I think it depends on how comfortable you are with, with the information you got. And again, if it's our existing customer I know, I don't need to know. If it's a new customer and you have a doubt whether it's an 80 or 90% furnace, for some reason they can't furnish that information, I think you definitely have to. But I think you have to be a little bit flexible with that and maybe let your install guys wing it and run them what they need. I mean, that's kind of the way we're going with it. Get the customer's schedule. They will be there and, you know, we've adjusted to having extra parts runners to be able to take the 90% furnace that we sent the 80% furnace instead. So we're kind of adapting that. Well, I think it's how comfort you are and the Mm -hmm. customer. We are a little lack on signing documents. We do, you can have digitally signed documents, but we're really trying to make it comfortable for everybody. If they don't have the aptitude to do the e-signatures and things like that, then we're kind of letting that go by the wayside right now.
0: Yeah, I agree. So you I agree. guys are starting some jobs without getting signatures first. I get the why, but that
2: can be a little risky. Well, my company, you pay before we start. So we don't start any job till payments in full or your finance. So that's okay. why we've been doing that for years. So <laughs> for us, it's not really a risk. I, I get it. If you're in an area where you're letting them do the, hey, pay when we're done, I get that. But we usually already have a credit card authorized or we have financing secured or whatever.
0: Right. And we take half up front typically or have financing secured. So the money's not necessarily the concern. It's the formal agreement
2: between both parties. Right. I think if you communicate email back and forth with each other and you send them a final estimate and maybe have another follow-up conversation with them or have them respond to the email, I think that would cover that part for you as long as you get a, yes, I like this, or, you know, no, I want to change this or whatever.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, in that case, it seems like it would be just the crew that's going out and say, okay, great, before we get started, let's go ahead and get your signature on this, would basically cover that base pretty easy without getting it. I think Dan's concern is, Dan's on my team, we've had projects where we get into halfway through the project and all of a sudden the client says, that's not what I wanted. And I never signed that. And then now the intention of the client is to get more than they were paying for because they were trying to use that as a leverage. But yeah, I think the easy solution would be just have inform the crew and set that expectation with them of before you get anything out of the truck, go over everything with the homeowner and go ahead and get the signature first. And then that's an easy way to clear it up. Right. Yep. Good stuff. So cool. Cool. Yeah, it's a great question. So let's go to when you're presenting. We've gone through this process and there's a ton of different theories and concepts, but we all know that when you present, at the table, So take the virtual side out of it. When we're going to a traditional sales visit, when you present at the table, the energy is high, the excitement is high, and to lock it in immediately is the ideal situation. Now, not having the ability, because I know everyone has different levels of, some people are doing handwritten pricing, some people have pages, some people have the virtual, virtual presentation. So how are you guys handling that? Are you doing a screen share? Okay, here is our different systems. Here's the different prices. Let's go ahead and lock you in right now. Are you sending an email with prices and then communicating that way? How's that kind of working for you?
2: So we have set systems we sell. So the most thing we sell are certain types. of. So there's really about three different templates. So we are screen sharing with them on the estimates. We recommend this one to you and go from there. And when we start getting the pushback from the price, the payment, whatever, we'll back down to the next step below. But we initially are going to recommend what you're getting. When we especially doing video presentations, I think that, hey, here's where we've answered your questions. We do give customers ranges, you know, when we mm-hmm. first start. Now, this is going to cost you anywhere from 8000 to 25000 So here's your expectation. So nobody gets a heart attack whenever there is a, you know, hey, I want the best. Well, it's $25,000. So mm-hmm. we get that out of the way to start with. We make sure that you're not thinking this is gonna cost 2000 to start with. Yeah. So we really are, you know, our guys are really good at pushing, this is the product we're recommending based on what you've told us. So this is addressing all the needs. So it goes back to the sales process. We're really recommending that. Now, if they can't afford that for some reason, then we'll go to, hey, here's some other options for you. But again, we're using mainly three templates and we have templates basically, and we've made it so simple There are three different colors. So right. when we're talking to customers, they're like, hey, I like the blue one. I like the green. Our green ones are, of course, what we call our uh, green speed, our 20s here. So it's the green one. And this is the energy conscious one. So, you know, we start with that one a lot of times and go down to our 19 and to our 17 and things like mm-hmm. that. So they have three colors to pick from. So they're like, I like the wife is, I like the blue one. I like the yellow one. So it simplifies the process and then they can look at the slides all they want. And while you're talking to them, you can say, hey, so you can flip back and forth if you want. I can email these to you right now or we can text them to you or whatever's easiest for you. You are giving your prices out, but things are changing. This is the way it is. And to be honest, we're not scared of our prices. You know, we know where we're at. We know where we need to be. So I don't care if anybody has my prices, to be honest.
1: Sure. I totally agree. The concern I think a lot of times is if I let them, there's a whole concept of kind of a mental headspace. And just kind of covering this, that the concern a lot of people have, well, if I let them go, they're not coming back. But you know, honestly, I function from a lot, and I know you do too, because we've talked enough, function from a much more of an abundance mindset of, it is what it is. This is us. This are our prices. We're better than everybody else. And the people that are going to choose us are going to choose us. If they do it today or tomorrow, if I email back and forth, they're still going to go with us. It's not a loss if I don't sell it right at that second. That's kind of that, listen, they can do their due diligence and they're going to find out that we are the best relative to anything else that they're going to look at either way. So don't get yourself so concerned in the fear of if I don't close it right now, I'm not going to close it at all. Right. But I think you could
2: still have just as accessible a closing rate as you did before doing this. You're actually being a little more personal with them. And then with us, a lot of times we'll have certain things we can give them at the time of the appointment. So, you know, while you're doing this, we're actually installing these air cleaners for anybody that can go in at this certain time period or things like that. Mm Putting a little deadline on what you have. I mean, our estimates are only good for days for us. And then we have a lot of rebates that we have from utility companies and things, and we always make sure everybody knows their deadlines. So there's a little implied pressure there, you know, Mm -hmm. definitely no hard pressure at all, but gives them time. And I think once you go through and they see the time that you spend, if you're still doing the same process you did before, you beat 90% of the people out there, you know, because they're writing their prices on napkins and just thought prices, not really explaining things to them. And, That's the key to this for us is, you know, our guys explain the difference between a five-stage unit and a two-stage unit and a Mm -hmm. single-stage unit, what the benefits are to the customer. And 80% of the companies out there don't explain that to customers.
1: No, 100% agree. 100% agree. I'm going to be just a little bit self-serving here real quick because, and the three of my team are on this call, would you mind just real quick, because we've got a little bit of time, you explain the difference between maybe your green speed and your 19s here? Just that you're too top.
2: Right. So we use a lot of car analogies and things like that. We do it to really relate to the customer. Our green speed is our inverter, of course. So the inverter really doesn't have a size. It can be anything it needs to be. So for you, you're only using the power that you need to heat and cool the home. So that's where the efficiency's at. So here locally, we've had a lot of mild winters. So you can imagine if you're only using a quarter of the power of your unit to do the same thing in your house to reach the desired temperature. Here's how much money you're saving. The five stage, which is the 19s here. So this one has five stages. So it's kind of like in your car, if you had a manual car that had the stick shift, it's kind of the same scenario. So there's still huge savings over like a single stage, but the inverter dials in exactly what you need and only uses what you need every time. So, I mean, that's a quick, you know, Mm -hmm. thing we have a little bit more complicated process than that.
1: Sure. Thank you. That's great. I know that'll help my team. The conversation everyone always has is, you know, it's easy to differentiate single stage, two stage. And this is for everyone with every brand because we all have similar models. It's easy to differentiate between single stage to two stage and two stage to when you get into your highest end equipment. But I know the biggest concern that most people, and one of the most questions that I get Is how do you differentiate between the top couple systems in any brand? Because they are so similar, they're scared that homeowners will say, "Well, why should I go with the very top one? Because this one's almost the same thing."
2: Well, really, for us, it's like the winters we had this year. Our winter was so mild. You're heating four-ton unit. I mean, four-ton homes with two tons of energy, and you have that capability with that. So it really depends on the price difference and if you can break it down and kind of show them where they're going to get the payback on it. So, you know, if we're only using a quarter of the power versus on the five stage, you're going to be using a third, you know, you can kind of break that down to them. Really, it's about, for me, people want the best. You know, so when you're focusing on it, you know, this is still only a five-stage. So you kind of have to downplay the five-stage, you know. It's still a five-stage unit.
3: How are you handling
2: the objection that they have roughly the same sear sear rating and ear rating? Because you're saying savings from efficiency, if they're savvy enough, they're going to look at the sear rating, and they're, they're pretty close. Right. You know, you focus on, for us, the green speed side. So we're selling the 26 sear now that just came out. Like, literally, it just hit last week. So we have the 26 sear inverter carriers available now so
1: they're jealous we're not getting those for another couple of weeks yeah they're
2: eliminating the 20 where we're at so this is going to make it super easy that exact scenario you just explained now we have a 19 sear and a 26 here. and they're going to phase out the 19 sear even for so that's kind of helped us with that but to answer the question basically on here it depends on the weather you still are using only the energy you need now literally we can be a point three ton, if that's what it needs to be at that time. And you kind of, I do a lot of drawings with this. So I'll do drawings. I'll actually draw. So you have a four ton unit and here's what you're doing. So we sell here, low in Louisville. So we have a lot of dual fuel. Now you guys probably don't have as much down there, but we do a lot of heat pumps with dual fuel. So here it's a great selling in this area because of the heating side, the HSPF on the green speeds versus your 19s. You're still getting a pretty good boost from that. Do a lot of propane? Yeah, we do a lot of propane and then even dual fuel here because gas here used to be really expensive. Right now it's cheap. Gas used to be really expensive. So we had a huge heat pump boom in the last 10 years here. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, knowledgeable wise, if you break it down, is there a lot of savings if that temperature is a normal summer and that's 95 degrees all summer long? There's a lot longer payback on that green speed. But with the green speed now, with the warranties they're offering, things like that, I don't know what you guys have. Like, we get 12 years on a green speed and only 10 years on an infinite. So they're starting to separate those units to give you a little more selling power. But 19 seers are bread and butter. Like I said, our average sale, we do 17 sear. You know, we do a lot of 17 seer two stage still, but we sell the most green speeds of anybody around.
1: Yeah, I think the same. Uh, works for our company as well. So, yeah. So let's um, any, let's open it up for some just kind of general Q and A. I think. Are you still good on time for a few more minutes, Aaron? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Appreciate that. Let's see. Let's see if see a few mutes undoing and doing. <laughs> Rob, you got a question there?
3: Yeah. Uh, quick question. Like, guys, I'm nowhere to residential, but I'm you know not new to the industry. But so, with that 26th year and the 19th year or 20th year, We talked about energy. What about comfort levels? What does that do? Is there anything that's worth talking about?
2: Dehumidification features in them. Dehumidification. The units are quieter. The physical footprints. So there's still a lot of that. So the 26 seer is is a lot smaller animal than even a 17 seer. So quietness wise, but as far and it's really about efficiency with that stuff. I mean, that's what you would focus on, or what I do anyway, is payback there's a lot of dehumidification. There's a lot of stuff for a technician side that is going to be a benefit to them. We have a lot more tools with the connected portals now with these higher efficiency units. We we use that to the full extent. I don't know if anybody knows what these are, but it's where if they have an infinity or a communicating thermostat, we have a portal and we can actually go into it and we can reset it, we can change your temperature, you have to, you know, allow us these, you know, when they set it up, and we set it up for them. But we, we can kind of say, look, we can check on your system for you and monitor for you through this portal. You know, so when a person comes in and says, man, I can't get my heat to come on, we can literally go to the computer, hit a button and turn the heat on for them.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Something too, you know, it's funny, because I do have a ton of the high end as well, and actually focus more on comfort than I do efficiency. Really, so it's funny really. that we're kind of opposite sides of that yeah. coin. My thing, the what I usually and here's a great turn of phrase that any of you guys can use is listen. Now, Rob, I've done this long enough that you know, in all of the thousands of systems I've installed, I've never once had somebody come to me and say, "You know what, Sam, I wish I'd gone with that cheaper system." But I have had people come back to me and say. You know what? This one's great, but man, I wish I would have sprung that little bit of extra for the better one. A great way to handle that conversation.
2: Yeah, it makes sense. And the green speed's amazing on the heating side. I know in Texas, you guys don't have this as much, but here we get so much. I mean, our heat pumps here go down to zero before they ever kick over. So, I mean, we're
1: heating mm-hmm. the homes to zero with a heat pump. Yeah, I've got a picture of my thermostat. It's eight degrees outside. It's blowing 100 degrees out of my, my air vent yep. so, with that one. So, all right. Um, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's circle back real quick and just kind of nutshell this. Uh, so the virtual appointment, we kind of got into the weeds a little bit with system presentation, but, um, just a quick plug here also, uh, the cell, the group coaching. If you've got some value from this, uh, this is something that basically I do every single week. Um, Monday nights at 8 p.m. Central, I do the host a group Online coaching like this for sales training. I've opened it up. It's typically three hundred dollars a month. I've opened it up free of charge to anyone who wants to attend from now until the end of April. Uh, So that's my way of kind of helping everyone through this, uh, through the pandemic, you know, whatever it is. But there's no reason that you guys can't be crushing it. And so this is these are a lot of the topics that we cover every single week. In fact, tomorrow night the topic is going to be exactly what we were talking about. How to present systems in a way that makes sense to people. In the way that we've designed our presentation, that we train instantly, people will disqualify themselves from the basic equipment and they'll start to. We hear all the time, I know the people on the the call that are on my team will, will definitely tell you that, man, people tell me all the time, well, I don't want anything from that level. Let's only look at these top ones because of the way they explain it. So they're making that, it's kind of, it's like Inception. We're planting those seeds along the way, and then they're telling us, "No, let's go only go with the top stuff." So that's how we present our systems in such a way that they choose that before you can even ask, "Hey, which one you know would be a best fit for you?" So it's really cool. So that's going to be the topic tomorrow. If you would like to, uh, so go to the Facebook group, um, shoot me a message, drop a comment, and just whatever, shoot me a message, drop a comment below. Any of that if you would like to be part of that group that sales training group. It's a Zoom meeting just like this. But yeah, so it's open. It's free till the end of April. I just want to help everyone rise above the uh, your competition. Um, so that's a quick little blurb about that. But the virtual appointment is something that we're, Aaron and I have been doing for years and years. And even, gosh, I've sold top of the line green speeds literally over the phone without them sending pictures. I was, you know, popped in for five minutes. The babysitter let me in the house to look, and then I just called them and they're traveling and have done that. So it's definitely, it's about the conversation. It's about building the value. It's not about, this is totally different. It's not a different animal than we've always done. It's just using the right tools and handling it properly. So don't be scared of it. Um, I do recommend, if at all possible, whenever you can, set up a video call because it is more powerful. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that you can't be just as equally effective through just texting pictures and having a phone conversation, whatever. But build the value. Don't skip the part of, hey, our clients tell us it's important to know about the company they're working with. I'd like to take a second and cover that with you. Would that be all right? And then go through the same process you normally would. Um it's it's really important. So I want to be conscious of everybody's time, but any other questions, thoughts, comments before we kind of wrap up today.
3: Sorry, you know, Rob's got one. Aaron, what do you think about what's the negativities that you've run into with the uh, virtual appointments? Uh, Older people
2: who aren't technology savvy, they're kind of still against it. So I think you're going to have a lot of them still kind of waiting to -hmm. do anything with you. So, you know, the negatives would be you lose some of the personal stuff if you're not able to figure out where the customer's comfortable. So that's the most important thing. I mean, A lot of them are going to be more comfortable on the phone, having a phone conversation. But I think you're going to lose a little bit if you just do that. I think you need to try the video thing um, to definitely get them comfortable with it. I mean, we're going to flourish in this time right now because, again, we have two homeowners, you know, the wife and husband together. Decision makers are there at the table with you. So as long as you're building a rapport they like you, I think it's still as easy as it ever was.
3: Mm-hmm. In my mind, you know, the only things that um, I see as being a hiccup is you sell the job. Maybe if it's your customer existing, I'd hate to get to a job and say, all right, man, I only got three tons of air, and I got put a five-ton unit in. I'm like, right. Shoot. You know? Well, you
2: know, check your square footage of the house and you're gonna have those hiccups probably, but I mean you know, yeah. you can go on Zillow and check the square footage of a house, you know, and just okay. you know, do, do a drive by. You don't necessarily I mean you can literally go to the outdoor unit and look yourself. I mean, even though this is a virtual appointment, you can still physically go look at the I mean, I did an appointment Friday outside the customer's house by their air conditioner unit. You know, mm-hmm. just exactly doing what we're doing here. So I mm-hmm. physically came to the house, you know, and I can look and see, hey, is there a 90% vent sticking out of the side of the house or not. So yeah. you can get more information without ever physically
1: going into the house. Right. Cool, thank you. Yeah, Rob. John Hurst, I think I saw your uh, unmute there. Did you have a question?
3: Yeah, so when it comes to your presentation itself, have you been keeping the same duration for the most part or are you streamlining a little bit? Like I know if I'm showing them slides, I can't really gauge their reaction very well, you know?
2: It really, for me, it depends on what question they're answering. You know, just like when you're in the house, some people, you're getting information and not giving your reaction at all. I think it's the same with the, you have to gauge and ask questions and get to it. Just listen for the objections. I mean, I think it's just a atypical sales call with it. I don't think it changes it or makes it harder or anything. I haven't personally gotten, and again, this has only been pushing for about two weeks now, but my closing rate's the same. It really hasn't changed. Um, and we close about 80% at the time of the appointment. So, you know, I don't really see that changing yet. And your competitors aren't going to do a lot of this stuff. So they're still wanting to come to the house. So it kind of eliminates a lot of your competition.
1: Yeah, it's true. I 100% agree. Right now I'm rocking. Yeah, I think I'm at like 55% close rate for the month, which is uh, for our area, it's pretty solid. So I'm not seeing any type of drop in numbers or anything either. It's been awesome. Right on. Other questions before we wrap this up? I just passed you. I'm at 61%. Way to go, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So that's definitely doable. This is the time to, with big things happen in the world, we can sit around and we can mope about them and complain and gripe, or you can grab it by the horns and say, how can we make this an opportunity and not a problem? And so that's what we're doing here. We're making it an opportunity because, like the great Jim Rome said, the winds of life blow the same on every single person. It's how you set your sales that determines if you're going to get to your destination or if you're going to get bashed into the rocks. And so we're setting ourselves for success here. So You can do most
2: of it from home and never go there. And I mean, it's easier. I mean, just to be honest, my guys love it. I can do this from my house. They're setting up rooms in their house with banners behind them, carrier, you can use virtual backgrounds and Zoom of whatever product you're selling or whatever. So they, they actually are, are kind of excited about it. They're staying home with their families and...
1: And selling. Oh, yeah. You know, it, at the end of the day, if your average appointment is, you know, mine's about an hour or so, I can see more people. I did all day Friday sitting right here in my shorts with no shoes on. <laughs> which right. In between, I can hit the kitchen and grab a coffee or something. And right. it's great. I love it. This is yep. the, honestly, in my mind, the, the coolest thing that's happened in the industry since anything, since Wi-Fi. I don't know. I really, really am excited about this time right now. I'm
2: hoping we don't go all the way back to the way we used to be. I hope this becomes a norm.
1: Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. You know, in, there was a call uh, Friday that uh, in one of the other groups of Pete Ramsey's HBC Greatness, they hosted a call and had Weldon Long on. He was the uh, the guest speaker. And he, he was saying the same thing. He's like, you know, every industry traditionally that when there was a, ch- a move to virtual and online, Every, a lot of times people were really resistant to it until they found out how good it really was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then seeing the efficiency numbers go up, see everything go up. And then you, and you compare those companies to the companies in the same industries that didn't make the transition, they were left behind. And I really think there's going to be a big shift in our industry where companies that aren't embracing it or the people that are really resistant to it, we're going to probably see a lot more doors closed. And the companies that are embracing it are going to pick up the lion's share of that difference. And it's, uh, it's really exciting. Yep. Cool. Well, everyone, have a fantastic Sunday. Thanks for hanging out with us for an hour. So in the Facebook group, if you have more questions, just put them under the actual post that had the Zoom link. Put, pop your questions in there. Aaron and myself will jump in and answer your questions if and when they pop up. Otherwise, if you would like to uh, start to participate in the group coaching that I'm doing for free until the end of April. It's Monday night. Shoot me a message, or you can also put that in the comments of those same posts, and I'll make sure that you get the link to that. Otherwise, thanks for hanging out with us. This has been Close It Now, our special edition for how to host a virtual sales call. This is going to be turned into a podcast, and actually, I'm going to use this as a YouTube video as well. So thanks, for everyone, for hanging out. Until we meet again, go save the world one heat stroke at a time. I'll talk to you guys later.
3: Podcast.